we got to give Zach a bunch of shit for not having a microphone. Oh, well, it's all right. <laughs> I, I, do, I do music stuff for a living, you know? So it's like, I, yeah. have, I have it, of course. <laughs> Wait, are you inside the RV right now? Yeah. Oh, that's sick, dude. Yeah, so I just got a little, I just, like, one of the slide outs, I just took the couch out of it and made it, like, just a little studio. So I just got that's, a little desk where I can play. That's sick, man. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, too, bro. Is that Tiffany? Where's, where's Tiffany? Get her in here. She's in the, babe, come say hi. Oh, I can see her knee. She's laid up in the recliner. <laughs> that's awesome. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you good. Okay. There she is. There she is. What's up, I see you. Hey, how are you? <laughs> good. How are you? you? Well, yeah, she <clears throat> she might be able to doing my grocery list and uh, gonna take a little nap. Talking to this, not these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's on. That's on video. That's recorded. Yeah, it is recorded. That's <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, you guys gotta take that out. That's hundred percent going in. Hundred percent going in the episode. The of course. Man, how's everything been going? How's Liberty doing? How's the the fam? How's everything going? Good, man. Uh, Liberty's doing really good. She's on her way home from work right now, and then she's going to go take the DOG for an RUN. Nice. Good. Um, man, we have <clears throat> we got so much crap going on right now. I'll wait till Zach gets in there to talk to you about some of it. But cool. I'm I'm been having fun with this podcast, dude. I started it last year when I was recovering from my back surgery, and nice. it's it's been super fun, dude. That's good. We got yeah. uh super excited about tonight talking to you finally for it has been forever. Um, yep. excited for tomorrow night. We're talking to a, a Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker. That's awesome, man. And then, uh, <laughs> just randomly, like I met a dude through Liberty's work a few years ago and we've stayed friends, mm-hmm. but he's a NASA engineer and he's part of the team that's working on putting the next lunar lander on the moon. <laughs> so dude. we're talking, we're talking to him on Monday. That's freaking awesome, man. I'm so happy for you. That's crazy. Yeah. It's weird what uh, what things come in our paths, you know, as we get older, right? <laughs> yeah, it's super. It's super crazy. I was telling Zach, like I was talking to him on the phone a couple hours ago, and I was like, man, like yesterday I was just sitting on my couch and I was like by myself and I was thinking about the list of people that I've talked to here recently about trying to get episodes for the podcast. And I'm like, just the people that I've met in my own life. Right. It's unbelievable, like the people that I i'm communicating with right now it's crazy right well that's awesome man that's uh it's crazy i'm glad to see us on the other side of freaking discount tire and holy shit shit. bro (laughs) you wait till you hear what zach's dude zach is like that kid left discount tire and he has like found a fucking career doing something that's even more impressive yeah like what he's doing right now is is unbelievable that's awesome Dude, what's up with this mustache, bro? Dude, I, I was just like, fuck it. Let's just do it. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much, dude. Tiff, Tiff went to work one day and she came back home. She was like, she literally walked in the door. She was like, Jacob, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, because you had like a full beard and everything, right? I mean, I've had the full beard since like since I left discount I mean, yeah. I've had, a, you know, like, a, and I think it was just like one of those things. I was like, man, life's changing. I'm doing different stuff now. Like, let's go ahead and just make a big change. <laughs> it's so awesome, dude. Thanks brother. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. You Whoa, can... look at that, look at that mustache, dude. I mustache you a question. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man zach what's up my brother oh man chilling dude it's good to see you how about you you too how's texas great. texas is fantastic yeah i'm enjoying it everything's good back in back in the old stomping grounds back to home so sound they're getting famous or what <clears throat> you know i'm doing my damnedest i'm, I'm trying <laughs> what is Ryan the protocol is can, can, can we say can we cuss like or just keep it oh there's or? there's no fucking rules whatsoever yeah man. perfect just what i like to hear <laughs> wait oh, are you look, drinking a zach's drinking i'm drinking yeah i was gonna say <laughs> are right. you drinking a lone star hell yeah you know i gotta i gotta look the part man all right fuck it you guys catch up i'm gonna go get a beer oh god that's funny dude i'm on a strict six o'clock i gotta be done six Ryan. o'clock no more beers well, I'll still drink beers. I just I got a guy coming over to the house. Caitlin and I are getting a bunch of work done, so nice. I uh, we were supposed to do it yesterday, and then she was like, "Well, I told the guy at six because you said you guys are going to film on Mondays," and I'm like, "Well, shit happens, babe." Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, schedules are crazy. Of course, trying to get everybody crazy. on the same page. Yeah, so uh, Ryan said you're doing like after discount, you're doing like something that's really cool. What's going on? What are you doing? <clears throat> yeah, so. I'm a director of government relations for a company that does like healthcare information technology. So we do um, like all the billing, we do pretty much like all the financial work and all the rev cycle work for uh, gosh, probably a thousand facilities in 38 States. And wow, man, my job is to do all the uh, like the lobbying efforts, uh, any of the legislative movement, any of the reimbursement methodologies, I need to make sure that, you know, all of our different product lines are, you know, up on that stuff. So a lot of research, a lot of math. Dang. My boy's like, pinche important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it feels that way sometimes. But... That's awesome, man. Glad to hear that. Yeah, it's cool. <clears throat> Just let, let, you'll get, you'll be the real deal when you get your doctorate in math. I don't want to hear about it until then. Get <laughs> okay, your PhD man. and then we'll talk okay that's funny one of the guys that i play with uh i play music with with jake uh, worthington he uh he's got his doctorate and in, in music so it's like oh, shit. We, we always you know like oh man you're the real deal like don't listen. if i ever got my yeah if i ever got my phd in math ryan i would make you call me doctor anytime yeah. we interacted for the rest of your life i was before you said that i was honestly gonna say you wouldn't even have to make me i would just start calling you doctor but you know me i would do it in such a fucking like snarky way oh dr schultz let me get the door for you what's up it's probably worth the time and money just to be called doctor just in everyday life you know and i would be that dickhead too at the supermarket they'd be like oh mr schultz i'm like excuse me that's doctor (laughs) get it right Please, yeah. Don't disrespect one me. more time to get my fucking pronouns right. <laughs> exactly. It's 2022. Okay. You yeah. know what? Fuck it. I'm not even gonna get my PhD. I'm just gonna start telling everybody I identify as a doctor. Gonna, yeah. I'm gonna That's make what him you call should me do. Doctor Schultz. That's yeah. the plan. That's the That's, plan. I'm, I'm Doctor Schultz from now on. Yeah. Ryan, when I do it, when I make a T high, uh, like social media account, I'm just gonna name it Doctor Schultz. I like it. make sure you put like a little stethoscope emoji on there or some shit yeah and then i'll never post ever it's just so you can like tag me and things and i'll have no movement on it whatsoever but to be fair bro you have you're the most famous person on tiktok so you can just kind of do it all for it wow that's uh anybody that's listening right now that's some sarcasm coming from zach just a touch just a touch that's that's how this one's gonna be huh we're just gonna (laughs) Just a shit show episode. I've been waiting for this episode. 
just old friends yeah, catching same. Up, talking shit. Same, man. Yeah, we're excited to have you on for sure. We've got – it'll be nice, too, because, like, our next couple one, like, couple that we have scheduled, like, <clears throat> not that we obviously don't have to have our shit together for you, but we got to have, like, our shit together for, right? right. So it's no, nice about it. to just cut up with Jacob for a couple hours before we have an NFL linebacker on fucking tomorrow. Yeah. So you, you don't have to ask me any stats or, like, remember yeah. anything. Like, you right. Know, <laughs> Remember when we got really fucked up and drank Pappy like after that yeah. bougie dinner? Like that's the extent yeah. of today. That's what we need to talk about. Yeah. yeah. I still I still uh you know hang on that. You know, when I'm around people, they're like, Oh, what's the best bourbon you ever had? I was like, mm, I got a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one time. Cause uh at that point I was doing okay in life and I had like things were rolling and I had like a good job and a business and stuff, and I could afford that. Now it's like I'm a musician on the road, so yeah. we, ain't, we ain't buying Pappy no more. Like, what's the point remember, of having uh, FU money if you can't say FU? Exactly. exactly. I remember all our wives are going to call and being like, which one of our dumbass husbands is about to drop $500 on shots? Like, yeah. it could have gone any way, either way, all three of them were. It was like they had to draw straws for yeah. which one of us was the fucking dumbest. And it was Jacob. <laughs> it was me. I won. <laughs> no, it wasn't even I'll that he was it. the dumbest. He was just the fastest. He was the quickest draw. It was like, bam. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Like and, it, it was like Jacob richest, was holding so. onto his credit card in his pocket while we were all talking, and then like mm. we turned around to grab our wallets, and he was just like slapping his fucking credit card on the counter. Quick, gotta yeah. be quick. All right, so look, here's the deal. It's a golf podcast, so we're roll, like we're gonna spend like two minutes. We're gonna mm. talk golf for a second. Fair Did enough. either of you guys watch any of the PGA Championship that happened this weekend? Did actually, believe it or not. So I didn't. I was on the road. I was playing, so I didn't. I didn't have a chance to watch any of it, but. Hey, that's so, the life of being famous. You know what I'm saying? Jacob, the running joke is, is I co-host this golf podcast with him, but I never fucking watch golf ever. I never know. Like Ryan has to like uh, give you click note, cliff notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, like, we'll be, we had a pro golfer on the other day and they were talking about something and I literally had to stop him midway and be like, hey, I need you to tell me what the fuck you're talking about. Justin <laughs> Thomas won. Yeah, and I watched because <laughs> our first episode, my bold prediction was that it would be all newbies across the board, and they got blown because of that. Yeah. yeah, Zach made a prediction that all the majors are going to get won by first time major winners this year, and Scotty Scheffler won the Masters, so he was a first time major winner. So Zach was all super hyped, and then going into the final day at the PGA. I'm texting Zach and I'm talking to him about the leaderboard. I'm like, bro, the, the top four, uh, four out of the top five guys are all like, they would be first time winners if they win. And Zach's response yeah. right off the bat was like, bro, did you ever just get sick and tired of me being right all the time? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, sucks to suck. Yes. Cause you uh, ended up not being right. That's funny. I shouldn't have said that wonder, though. That, do like, they have the prop bets off. like that? You can take that bet. I'm sure that could, I'm sure that that could have been a prop bet but at the yeah. beginning of the season. Like, Every yeah. major winner would have been like a, a first time major winner for sure. That's got to be a prop bet. It's got to be. It's absolutely a prop bet, and I absolutely made it, and I absolutely lost it. On so you might not know. I've got a little bit of a sports something. gambling problem. Yeah, I I spent some time on the on the book apps. Jacob <laughs> slings money around for bourbon, and Zach just gambles on fucking sports. Hey, yeah. everybody's got their thing, you know. Hey, that's a sweet microphone that you got there too, man. I'm just thanks, curious, thanks, like, uh, how you like it? Uh, Sounds really it. great. I enjoy it. Uh, it's great for recording my crappy demos that I make here at the house, and you know, gives me an idea of what what it's going to sound like. So, <laughs> yeah, I like it. So, which one of you two guys wants to give everybody that's listening a 
recap of our um how we all know each other how we all came to be friends man i feel like zach should do that but i can do that yeah it's <clears throat> um, gonna get hectic <laughs> so <laughs> trying to think trying to think how many relationships i want to ruin when i talk about our own job um oh man <laughs> so we all met actually uh we used to we used to work at discount tire company right so i moved down here from michigan um worked at discount tire company up there came down here made sense to get a job down here and then i think you both were the same way texas arizona came to tennessee you know to work at discount tire and um, one cool thing I will say about DTC as a company is like the social kind of dynamic and aspects of the company are probably the best I've ever seen. Um, it is like a big dysfunctional family with like a work hard, play hard mentality. So uh, a lot of 70 hour work weeks that turn into big, long weekend drinking sessions. Um, Jacob was actually in a band. We used to call him the discount tire band back in the day. Um, and there's this bar in Spring Hill, which is now a pizza place. Uh, which is a bummer. It's called Dolan's, which to this day, nothing special. My favorite bar of all time, just because of all the fun ass shit. It's well, so you got good. some, you got some oh. good memories there too. Like oh. not just oh. like us all hanging out, but like some other, some other events yeah. that happened there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. There. I so, will say, I think the three of us now are absolutely now living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> like actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I tell people all the time, they ask me about my time at Discount Tire, like, if I regret it or whatever, and I absolutely don't, you know, it definitely wasn't for me, just, you know, work-life balance is a little more important, you know, of a currency for me, just kind of as I got older, you know, got married, you know, things like that. It's tough to have a wife and work at Discount Tire. However, um, dozens of great friends, uh, you learn a work ethic there that's kind of bananas, um, yeah. you know, so it's definitely one of those places where, like, it's like my default reference. Like if any like young kids come along kind of in my life and like their parents or whoever, like, Oh, so-and-so has got a college or out of high school. He needs some direction. I'm like, tell him to take his ass to discount tire and yep. work there for like three to five years and just get his shit together. Yep. You know, be a full-timer, make a little bit of money, you know, but there are a lot of guys too, who have like really, really made it work there. Uh, like uh, I think about like Nick Hoff, for example, he and I got hired together Yeah, and he's a store manager there kicking ass, man. So, I mean, there's an end game for, you know, for folks too, if they can make it work, it's just, you know, for me, I, I didn't have what it took, man. Like just the, the hours and the dedication and, you know, that so that social life, not to go on a rant, but like that social life kind of comes with stipulations too. You're almost like expected to do it. You know, I remember as a senior assistant, you know, we'd have rough weeks and they'd be like, Hey, you know, we're going to this hockey game. Do you want to go? And I'd try to say no, like, man, my wife will fucking castrate me if I'm like, yo, I've been here 70 hours. And like, by the way, like I get really up today, but I'm going to the fucking Preds game, like peace. Right. But it was almost like a too fucking bad. It's part of your job to go do this. So like, it's, it's definitely double-edged blade for sure. Yeah. I always tell people, I feel like that, you know, especially, uh, I mean, you guys show these characteristics too, that, that company taught us how to run a business, you know I mean? It, for sure. they, re they really did. So, I mean, hundred percent. I tell people that, you know, I got a master's degree, uh, you know, in business from working for that company. I mean, I learned everything from the bottom up from hiring to how to fill out paperwork to all that stuff. You know, I, I think that did that company taught us a bunch of really good, valuable things that we definitely didn't learn in school, um, yeah. you know, about how to run a business and, and that, and that thing. So that was good, but. 
You know, it's an intangible thing that I learned at Discount Tire and I tell people all the time is, and it's made me successful in my current role. You know, one of the, the kind right. of the reputation of my company mm-hmm. I have is like, oh man, Zach, it's all a problem, you know, like right. this. And it's like, well, Discount Tire almost has like this trial by fire mentality where it's like, hey, like you've got 30 customers out, out of the door. You got a car that just fell off the lift. You got a full timer with a broken leg. You got so-and-so trying to quit. You got the phone ringing off the hook and like you had to figure that shit out. And you yep. didn't have an hour to kind of decide what to do. You had to figure it out now. And you get not only really good at making a decision, but you get really good at making the wrong one and readjusting course. And like, I learned how to be wrong at Discount Tire, which I think is something that like is intangible because not a lot of people can be wrong the right way. Right. And at Discount Tire, you pretty much make your money being wrong and figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. I'll say, um, to that point, man, it's almost like ba- you learn kind of like a domestic version of battlefield triage, dude, like with all that crap that's going on. It's like, you really do have to be able to prioritize like, ah, well, you know, the toilet won't flush, but at the same time, like I just had a guy cut his finger off. So like, which one's right. more important to me at the moment right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to make a joke. I don't know if comparing clogged toilets to like wounded <laughs> soldiers is like a huge stretch, but kind of, yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah, dude, I'll accept it. I'll Look, dude, six ways of Kevin Bacon or whatever, dude. Like we'll exactly, just, we'll, yeah. we'll connect the dots somehow. Jesus, <laughs> I'll say, I remember uh, the first time I met Jacob, Jacob, it was actually one of the biggest reasons why I decided to come to Tennessee because I did like a three or four day trial visit to just get to know the area, meet some of the guys that had uh, been working out in Tennessee. And Jacob was one of the first guys I met um, at dinner one night <laughs> playing his guitar in the middle of a restaurant. It was badass dude. And um, <laughs> like he and I talked for a little bit and he was telling me his story of how he moved from Texas out here. And I was like, all right, dude, like if this guy, if this guy can do it, and he's cool. And if I can stay in contact with him, it'll be somebody that I can make a connection with and like not feel so alone and isolated. Like it made the yeah. decision a lot easier. That's cool. Super fun fact about Jacob too. Me and Ryan used to hate each other. And then the first time he and I hung out like socially was at one of your shows at Dolan's. He invited me to go. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah that, that place, not to, to revisit this, but that place Dolan's like, I mean, we had so many good times there. It was just like one of those things that, you know, when you get off work, you just go there and you know, everybody's going to somebody be will be there. <laughs> you right. know, it's, uh, maybe not everybody, but somebody will be there. You know? Oh, yeah. So it's just it was a cool little place. We still have our dog. We found our little freaking Pomeranian that we still have <clears throat> to this day found at Dolan's on the porch. We still got her. <laughs> so. Well, I went with my in-laws to the pizza place it is now and like no exaggeration or trying to be I found myself like. <clears throat> nostalgic like being out on the we ate on the patio and i'm sitting there going man like it sucks that i'm not like blacking out right now like, this patio used good. to smell like piss and cigarettes <laughs> yeah <laughs> people fight dude my wedding when me and caitlin got married me and ryan were literally just talking about this either on the phone of the last episode but i remember everybody from my wedding party being on the deck of Dolan's, dudes from the army uh, my cousin showing up from atlanta like yeah. I just remember, like my mom was like dancing with Robbie Lopez, like at oh, the God. at Dolan's. Like it just, it was like the perfect shit show, man. It was a disgusting shit show, but in the best way imaginable, man. Yeah, my favorite the, bar of all time. The first yeah, time I, I saw my wife was at Dolan's. Yeah, I remember those first. I went up to I went up to Caitlin Schultz and I was like, "Hey, uh, not my wife." Oh no, Caitlin sorry. Schmidt. Yeah, sorry. I'll edit that out. I went up to Caitlin Schwinn. 
<laughs> who's now Caitlyn Jensen because she's married. So um, like, do you got to tell me some shit, dude? Like, no. You know, a... <laughs> uh, no, I went up to Caitlyn Schwinn and I was like, hey, um, go introduce me to your friend. And she's like, shut the fuck up. She's like, you can, you want to go meet her, go meet her. Like you can handle that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> True Caitlyn fashion. <laughs> oh man. But, so tell us what's new jacob what are you into these days man what's going on with you man so um i guess i can give you like the story about uh moving from nashville back here but um we uh i had a business that i started that you guys know about but um i had a business after i quit discount tire uh, i started uh, doing my own thing and i started a business i was buying overstock merchandise and returns from amazon and i had a little store there and everything and um that got purchased in December of, it was like right before the pandemic. So it would have been 19, I believe, or 18, whichever one it was. But um, so I sold that and then we got locked down uh, and we had our nieces at the time and we, you know, stayed, I stayed home for a year during the pandemic and played video games and <laughs> Zoom school with them. Uh, and then something just kind of was like, you know, it just kind of felt like Tennessee didn't really have uh, anything for us anymore at the time. Um, so Texas was, you know, just the natural place to go to get back home. Uh, but I came back home little do people know, but for the last probably six years in Nashville, I didn't pick up a guitar. I didn't play. I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot, you know, other than just if I got the random call every once in a while. So I had really just hung up music for good. And I was going to come down here and help my parents with their business. They have a live music venue too. Um, so I was just helping them with that. And when I got back down, man, music just, just grabbed me. I mean, there's music here three nights a week. I live here uh, at the Kenny store, which is my parents' place. Um, and they do live music three nights a week. So music just became a, a huge part of my life again, uh, managing the place and being in contact with all the artists and, and everything. And so I just started playing some open mic nights and, and doing that thing here. And I just started meeting people like you and I were talking about earlier. I just started meeting people that I never thought I would have met, you know, have met uh, or got the opportunity to be around, um, but just started meeting some really good people and, and got some, some balls rolling, you know, towards the music thing again. So it's, uh, as of lately, music has been my full-time focus. Uh, it's been about a month now that I've been doing music full-time. So uh, I'm playing on the road with Jake Worthington. Um, he signed with Bing Loud Records. Uh, he just had a single come out with Ronnie Dunn um a few days ago friday i believe but i've been playing on the road with him uh and playing guitar and doing harmony and uh i just went back in the studio and cut my first you know big boy ep uh, if you want to say call it that uh at rosewood studios in tyler texas which the guys there drew paul and uh carrie west uh were the producers on it and they were just amazing they, they cut some really good stuff and had some songs. I was able to write four of the songs that went on the EP. So those are written by yours truly that I'm really proud of. Um, and so now it's just kind of seeing what's going to happen. Uh, the first single comes out on Friday, uh, a couple days. So what's uh, it called? <laughs> uh, the title of it is New Mexico Stars. So I got a lot of the songs um, off of that EP from a, a writer's trip. It was kind of a writer's trip, kind of just a, a trail ride thing that I got invited to by Jason Allen. He's a Texas artist here. Um, and he invited me to go out there. And that was, you know, songwriting at that time. I had written a few songs that y'all had heard, 16 and Fame and I, at Burnett County Jail um, that I had written a long time ago and didn't, you know, I was just 
one of those things when you do it a few times it's like going out there and hitting a good golf shot you know you're like oh i can do this and then you go out and play a couple more times you're like no i actually suck so <laughs> but exactly. um you know so just uh just being around people and being inspired by some really cool scenery out in new mexico sparked something in me and, and the songwriting bug just kind of came back so um been really getting into songwriting in new mexico that trip to new mexico had a real big uh uh effect on the feel of the album and how it sounds and what the representation is between, behind the songs um so uh, that's why it's titled new mexico stars so we could probably post that too ryan yeah on one of your things like yeah. when it's released <laughs> yeah for yeah, sure I, I was telling ryan you know the 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 single is the first single is going to come out on friday so you know I'll, I'll make sure you guys have that file and y'all can y'all can share it and stuff and then as the other ones come out we're going to do one single uh may 27th another single uh june 24th and then the full album the, the other three songs will release after that so, so new mexico stars just... sorry new, new mexico stars that's the first one that's coming out this friday no that'll be tie me down so new mexico stars will be the second release so that'll okay. be the one on june 24th cool so yeah but uh i'm really excited about it it's one of those things that you know you have points in your life and i know you guys and everybody has these where you just like feel like you know this is it's like working at discount tire working any other job you're like well i guess this is what my life's going to look like and you're 25 years old you know and then you realize five six years later your life looks nothing like you thought it was going to so uh it was like one of those things that just felt right and all the puzzle pieces kind of fell together and uh, I'm really excited. So, Yeah. One of the things about you that stands out to me and why I was so excited to have you on the show is you have this uncanny ability to like achieve goals. Like you seem like you, like you have just been successful at so many different things, you know, it's just really impressive. You know, like the Amazon thing, for example, was really, Thanks, really lucrative and like, the creativity even think about even trying that let alone succeeding at it is crazy you know and then to put yourself in a position where you can just do family stuff through the pandemic do that successfully move to texas and just happen not, not not happen upon but just kind of stumble back into music and do that successfully yeah. like you just one of the reasons why other than just catching up because you're my buddy and i miss you um you just have this uncanny ability to exceed expectations when you set your mind to something and i think that that's really impressive man i appreciate that a lot it's uh I think that all goes back to just, you know, something that I feel the country is lacking nowadays, especially in young people is just mm. work at work ethic, you know, I mean, Agreed. that will get you, <clears throat> I've said this for probably the last five years, but for young people today, um, for a young person, all they have to do is just have a little bit of snap and work ethic and you will exceed, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll surpass everyone else so easily. You know, and it wasn't like that, you know, in our time. And it dang sure was not like that for previous generations where, you know, you really had to be good at something because everyone else was trying really hard. You know, yeah. now it's just um, that work ethic was instilled in me as a young man from my parents. They were both in law enforcement and they both worked their asses off and uh, to provide for us. Uh, and like, you know, uh, so it's just work ethic from a young age was was key uh so i just don't want like i don't want it to take <laughs> no away you don't want that listening. bleeding yeah, yeah no, i don't I want you. it to like, take it away from you yes zach has like flamed me a lot before but like <laughs> no i get it you know i mean that's it's that's your product i mean you want people people to be able to hear it yeah this is me out though yeah so touchy. like sometimes i'll like have a long day and like 
who will be on an episode we've had to reschedule five or six times i'll have to get on last minute and we'll be like hey man can you uh just tilt your camera to the left you're you're getting saturated by a little bit of that light in the top left corner and i'm like fuck off dude like just press play and let's do this you, know? can you turn dude, that dude. fucking fan off dude yeah <laughs> dude my, i swear to god jacob my, my man over here the first time we did a zoom meeting he fucking pointed the camera where he, he had a light behind his head and he was facing the camera so the camera was literally just picking up the light behind him the whole time oh no and i couldn't Dude. use the video to put it on like youtube i had to just use the but fucking audio i'm oh, the talent of the show man like what i lack in <clears throat> technology like technology or whatever the fuck what i lack in that my amazing takes my ability to keep conversations flowing my beautiful face just my presence in general just exceeds all that like jacob said you know what i mean like i work hard in what i'm good at right but you do have a beautiful face the problem is that when the light is directly behind your beautiful face i can't, I can't see, see your it. beautiful face so know. i'm just trying to help you help others yeah. that's all. the world needs I, to see your face I mean, yeah i thought you were a genius with this stuff man if anybody could figure it out i figured you could but i guess i'll do that too yeah yeah i no, did I, figure it out by telling you to move your fucking camera <laughs> now bro <laughs> or get somewhere no but look to tie to tie the work ethic like you were talking like you two guys are talking about work ethic right to tie that back into golf look at tiger woods as a perfect example that guy was quoted as saying when he was growing up he was never the most athletic he was never the biggest he was never the strongest or the fastest the only thing that set him apart in the game of golf was his fucking work ethic and his desire right. to like just grind more than anybody else was willing to yeah Speaking of Tiger, I saw something on SportsCenter this morning. I'm sorry, Jacob, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you're, you. You're good. Um, they're like, I don't remember what it was, but they were kind of discussing whether or not they should let carts be a thing in pro golf because of like Tiger's situation. They're saying, hey, somebody who's swinging the club as well as he is, but has an injury, you know, if carts were in the game, would Tiger be more successful? Because John Daly used a cart for some of the, uh, maybe it was this tournament or a previous tournament. I couldn't really remember because I was working while I was listening to it, but John Daly has used courts and or carts in the past. So uh, the big debate today was whether or not like walking in pro golf was kind of like an ancient concept. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the, what's the, you know, the theory behind it? Is that just tradition? You know I mean? Well, so, so Tiger Woods is actually perfectly capable of applying or asking for using a golf cart. He could have used a golf cart, but to Zach's point, this PGA championship that just happened this weekend, John Daly was riding on a golf cart. Looked like fucking Santa Claus delivering presents. It was awesome. Smoking cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking Diet Cokes. Dude, how fucked up is it though that he's riding a cart and he's making his caddy walk with his bag? Like that kind oh, of the blows. caddy doesn't the caddy didn't ride? Oh. No, nah, and I don't think that they're allowed to either. I think that's the only stipulation. But Tiger Woods, because of his medical condition with his leg after his car accident, he is absolutely capable of asking the PJ tour, hey, can I use a golf cart for this tournament? But Tiger Woods refuses to use a golf cart because he doesn't want to be that bitch, dude. He's like, fuck this. If I'm going to play on the PGA tour, I'm going to walk. And to be fair, I he like won it. a US Open with a broken leg once before. Do you the think dude's a savage? Game, I mean he is a savage. In an earlier episode, Ryan, we talked about ways to make golf more exciting. Do you remember we talked about that? Mm-hmm. Do you think adding a golf cart to pro golf does that? The game's faster. People are less tired. People hit the ball harder for, for more, more swings, whatever. People's careers last longer. Do you think just making carts a thing, do you think that would help do that? Um, 
I think it helps pace of play, but the yeah. thing, the thing that I, I don't want to see those guys using golf carts. I want to see them walking because here's the argument that everybody has with golf and they've had it forever is that a lot of people don't think that golf is a sport. Just like a lot of people don't think NASCAR is a sport. Yeah. Right. And what people don't understand because they don't have the ability to see it on camera when they're watching a golf tournament on TV, they don't understand that when these guys are playing the masters at Augusta, the elevation change that they're having to walk on this golf course, the hills and how steep they are, that they have to go down the hill that they have to climb to get to the fucking green. And the fact that they're losing their breath because these hills that they're climbing are so intense, then they have to right. be able to control their breathing in order to hit a solid putt. And they get it. But they don't box, see like, that now. They don't like, they do that now and people still don't think it's a sport. So I, I don't, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying, but if you add a car, I don't think people, I don't think people's perceptions change. I think they still think what they think now. I don't think it changes True. anything. But so I think for me, it's like, keep the carts away because it still makes it a sport. Right. But the other thing too, is in like, you know, you've got guys that are trying to break records on the PGA tour of how many victories they can have or how many straight years they can win on tour. And it brings into the debate, like, okay, you, you got to like put an asterisk on their wins. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. Like you won 13 tournaments, but you wrote a golf cart for 12 of them. Yeah, but you and can't my man, stop and my, and my man Jack Nicholas over here was just fucking walking three miles every day, four days in a row to make it happen. That's bro, that take is like saying like we shouldn't invent the iPhone never should have gotten invented because telemarketers before the iPhone didn't work as hard as they do now. Like you can't stop innovation just because of like that take, dude. No, and I'm not let's saying make I'm a compromise. Pro- let's make a compromise. They can use the scooters like Ryan has. Yeah. Is there a scooter? There's a golf scooter? What do you oh, dude, about? there's there's golf boards, too. They have, Shut like, up. I no, swear to God, God, bro, you got to look it up. Yeah, it's sick. The go- <laughs> I, I still haven't ridden on a golf board yet, but I want to. They look so much more fun. The scooter was cool, but it's super slow, dude. It's not even as fast as a golf cart. Oh, really? It's like, no. uh, like the hoverboard, uh, like Back to the Future 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like man. Hoverboard, but with it's, golf got, it's got four little wheels. The cool thing about the board, though, is that it's so lightweight that you can literally, like, ride it on the green, and it does no damage. So you can, like... You can go from the fucking tee box to the green on that little board, and you don't have to worry about getting on the car path ever because it's not going to damage the course. I like that for sure. That I, I like that a lot. Like, I just wish they're fucking expensive though, so it's like there aren't very many golf courses that are using them. And there's a huge liability. You get guys like Zach out there just getting blackout drunk on the golf course. Yeah. That motherfucker falls off a board and like snaps his arm in half. He's like, ah, oh, fucking suit yeah. you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna well, be called Zach's Golf Course from now on. Doctor Schultz, Doctor Schultz, doctors. Yeah, this right. is Docs. Well, back to the card thing, and this is the last thing I'll say about it because I don't want to like take us off a tangent. But like, think about this. Like, I kind of view the card thing differently. Like, I understand everything Ryan's saying, but I almost view the golf carts like NFL helmet improvements, right? So they've made improvements on NFL helmets so that people get less concussions or whatever. Or uh, like pro baseball catchers equipment. They use the hockey style mask now more often than not. Like I almost kind of view it differently to where like the care of the athlete to me seems like something they consider with like the cards because I'm almost the opposite. I almost would rather their their bodies be more taken care of, right? So I almost kind of see it as like an equipment upgrade or like an innovation idea to, to keep them safer for longer, right? Like, cause I would rather see my favorite player I would rather Tiger Woods not have back problems because he wrote a car. I, I know his back problems aren't necessarily from that, but let's say hypothetically were. 
I would rather watch Tiger Woods play five, six more years because he rode a car as opposed to having a bunch of backgrounds because he walked his whole career, right? Like, so I, I kind of view it as like an, as like an innovative idea to keep, keep people in the game longer. See that? Yeah, but the problem with that, though, is that when you use those, just using your two specific examples, right? And I know you're going to get all butthurt when I say this. You're going to be like, well, there's other examples, too. But to use your two examples of a catcher's mask and a football helmet, those two things do not impact the caliber of play of the athlete. They don't make the game easier for the athlete. If you put a golfer on a golf cart, it makes the game easier for them, and that's what I don't want. Fair enough. What about Mike's and QB's helmet so they don't have to run to the sideline to get the play? Do you think those shouldn't be a thing? Because that's almost an identical situation. Uh, I'd still think that's different, man. Because they can they can like have big ass signs on the fucking board. like they can have hand, hand signals like you don't have Mike sure. in baseball. You don't have your third base coach mic'd up like talking to you in right. your ear when you're on first base giving you signs to steal or not steal. But just because you don't have it in other games doesn't mean that it wouldn't be a value to exist. Like I'm not saying I think cards should definitely be a thing. Like you know I, I'm not super invested either side but i i do think it's something like i agree it's something that could be considered yeah I, there's probably downsides to it for sure but there definitely you know, I, needs I, to be carts at the muni course okay we cannot right. walk we need to get um, we need to chug beers yeah and that's what we need Jacob, to do you don't get a body like this walking golf carts okay golf yeah. courses this I is a rider's body you know yeah know. also jacob i want to get your hot take on this uh well two things first of all since how you brought up the golf carts does it piss you off when you go to a like local golf course and there's no cooler on the golf cart? Yeah, I'm upset. Yeah, that needs to that, be fucking that, mandatory. I was I wanted to bring my own anyway, so if, <laughs> right. if yeah. you don't have one, then I'm gonna be really pissed because you know it's like yeah. how do you cool down the beers you hit in your bag? You know? Yeah, that means I have to drink them even faster and start sucking quicker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like. <laughs> well, so here's here's something that Zach and I talked about on a previous episode. I want to get your your take on this. I know that you've played golf since you were younger, right? You may not play as much now as you have in the past, but watching golf on TV, what do you think are like one or two things that they could do to make golf more exciting for people that are watching on TV? Besides ad cards. Cause that's the obvious answer. Cause that's definitely we, a terrible we've, answer. We've touched on that, you know, so we, we can... <laughs> no, man. Uh, so, I mean, for me, I, I, that's a really good question and I don't have a great answer, but I mean, I, I went to the St. Jude, uh, thing in Memphis, uh, whatever tournament yeah. it was or whatever. But as a fan, I do say that it's completely different watching it on TV and going to be there live because being able to be around the green and like literally see Phil Mickelson there and his freaking gator skin belt and his badass shoes, you know, I think just being close, just actually going is what, what was really enjoyable for me. But uh, golf is literally the only sport that I will watch on TV. I'm not crazy about football. I like baseball, but golf is one of those. That's the only sport that I'll watch and I can sit all day and watch it and, and be in, enjoying myself. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think I'll it is take. about golf? What do you think it is about golf that you enjoy watching on TV? Like for me, it's the fact that I play golf. So yeah. when I watch these guys on TV, I can relate to exactly like how good they are at what they're doing, but I can't yeah. do that in the NFL, like watching a football game. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. I mean, watching, having played golf and have such love for the game, um, you know, seeing how good those guys actually are is, is great. But I think just the analytical side of golf is what intrigues me the most. Just I am a love very that. OCD, you know, 
type A. So hearing them talk about just little wind changes and little elevation changes and how just those little adjustments make for a golf shot. I think that's cool. You know, that's awesome. So that kind of that goes back to like one of the things that Zach and I talked about to make the game more enjoyable to watch on TV is if the players more of the players were mic'd up during their that. rounds and then you could hear their conversations that they're having on the course. I agree with that 100%. You know, I mean, no, you know, hearing the conversation between the caddy and the golfer and that's, you know, goes back to my point. That's the kind of stuff that I think is so cool that they know that green frontwards, backwards, every which way they know what it's going to do. Uh, to a you know a relative extent, but I think that's really cool. So I think one of the big issues to to just with that in general, you know, and it was kind of one of the reasons I even like brought up the car stuff earlier because I guess I don't really have a dog in that fight. I just my issue with professional golf, just in general, is they just seem to have like this lack of motivation. Um, oh, my life is gone. Uh, this lack of motivation to like innovate, right? Like if you look at, you don't watch any other sports or whatever, but if you fire up like an NBA playoff game, dude, they've got, think about Jordan coming out in 96, like the bum, 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 bum. They all just kind of run out, you know, like golf has just got this, they just like a real Gen Z word, but they just gatekeep any progress that like anybody wants to make with making it exciting. Like it's almost like it's, everybody is just too latched on to like the history of it and like the golden bear and oh, like, and it's just like, it's boring. No disrespect. It's boring to watch a bunch of old fat white guys hit the ball 280 and whisper to each other. You know what I mean? But like when tiger started playing, like, you know, he bred kind of a new excitement into the game. And I just don't feel like the PGA has embraced that excitement at all. It's almost like you went from watching your uncle play golf every Sunday on TV so now you have like these world-class athletes who like are legit fucking athletes, but then everyone's just like, we don't want to highlight them literally at all. We still want to pretend like it's the thing before it's like having PGA tour reminds me, and this is going to be a super me and Ryan joke, like shock jock take. And I'm kind of saying it to be ironic, but it, it reminds me of like a high school football announcer announced an NFL game. Like that's what it reminds me of. It's like, these are exciting athletes and the production doesn't do anything to kind of like highlight. That, I see right? your point. I do see your point. I love the the nostalgia of the game though. I love traditions. I mean, I, I like that kind of stuff, but I agree these, you know, like Ryan said earlier, these guys are athletes. I mean, they are right. not walking around like twigs, you know, they're, they're jacked, you know, like they're, they're in good shape. They're, that's a physical oh. sport. Um, so yeah, bringing some of that maybe to the announcer's booth would, would definitely help, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's ways you could do it. You know I mean? I'm not talking about ready player one selling everything on the screen or anything. And I just, I think there's probably ways that you can do both. I just, I feel like maybe there's some stubbornness there to sort of just let go and modernize a little bit. You know, I, I would like to see that just, you know, Ryan brought up on previous episodes, uh, a swing clock. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, yep. You know, things like that. I think the one thing that I will give the PGA Tour credit on that has made the game significantly more enjoyable to watch on TV was the shot tracer. And that's oh, kind of yeah. to your point, Zach, like <clears throat> that's part of that though, is the fact that the technology to make that possible didn't exist until recently. But now that that sure. technology exists, the PGA Tour has actually embraced it. And they either have, they either have a, like a top tracer or like a track man yeah. on almost every shot on, on the guys that are playing, which I think, 
is phenomenal for the game of golf on TV because you you could never you never knew where that ball was going when you were watching no. before. You just saw the player hit it, you saw a reaction, you were like, uh, I guess I'll wait till they maybe catch it on camera landing. Right, <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> but, it's literally just a ball rolling down the fairway. <laughs> Dude, I like seeing the movement. Like, you can really see, like, the type of spin oh, yeah. and, like, what they're doing to the ball. Like, good point on the shot tracer because yeah. you really do get a good sort of indication of how ridiculous these guys actually are with, like, the movement of the ball. Yeah, that's a good point. And calling that they're going to hit a draw, you know, or, yeah. like, knowing that they need to hit a draw and it actually shows that they freaking hit a draw. You know, it's like yeah. – that, that is really cool. I heard uh, I heard somebody on like probably on like a TikTok because I'm on there all the time now. But on a TikTok video, they were talking about how you can impress your friends if you have a group of friends over to your house and you guys are watching a golf tournament on TV and you want to come across as like you know everything there is to know about golf. When you're watching them show like Tiger Woods playing, and then the 1,276th ranked player in the world gets a spot on TV and they're like. Jonathan McMurphy is hitting his second shot on this long par four right now. You can just look at your friends and be like, this dude's going to hole out from the fairway right here. Cause there's no reason that that dude gets airtime on TV unless he yeah. hits the most ridiculous shot that goes in the hole. So yeah. then like the shot comes, the ball goes in the hole and all your friends start looking at you like, well, how the fuck did you know he was going to hit that in the hole? <laughs> there are a lot of good golf TikToks. Speaking of that, there's one I have been following lately and it's like, um when bad golfers have caddies and it's hilarious because like caddy will be like hey you know uh you know we're 130 out and it's like you know i think i should just come up here up on the top on the right side of the green and caddy goes can you and he goes no, <laughs> no. just wanted to see if that was where i needed to be <laughs> yeah, exactly can you no not at all no no we have no idea where this is going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just trying to be involved in the conversation exactly well, so funny. oh the ball yeah. i have no idea where the ball is going <laughs> my I golf had... game dude i have such a wide like skill difference that i go from one round where i'm like legit trying to hit draws and doing all that stuff to the next day i can come out on the course and just i'm psyched if i hit it in the air like that's how drastically different from one day to the next my golf game is yeah for sure Jacob, what's your longest drive? Because I've been, I've played golf with you a handful of times right now, and you can fucking, you can put it out there. Man, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I know I've gone over 300 one or two times, but, you know, so, but, you know, with probably a hill or something else involved. But <laughs> no, that's, uh, if I'm on the course, like that's the only place I can show off. <laughs> and if I think, hey, let's go up and show off, that's not going to happen. So, but if I have any chance of actually like impressing people, it will be on the tee. Will not be with my putting. Well, Morgan, we had uh, the pro we had on a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about Ryan asked him that same question. He was like, "Oh, well, I'm like 3:30, like in the air," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We don't need to be adding in the air to the end of any yardage statistics. <laughs> like, yeah, that's bullshit. Because I mark mine." from where it ends and after like the kick I give it, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> in the air. That's the other thing. That's like a major difference between watching professionals play golf and watching just like us amateurs play is like every single club that those guys use, they're dialing it in to their carry distance. That's all they care about. They don't give a shit about how long it rolls out down a hill with the wind behind them. There's like, if I hit this ball, how far is it going in the air before it touches the ground the first time? Right. I don't know that even the driver. 
Yeah, even the driver. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because you got to think about it too. Like one day they're going to play a golf course that's super saturated with rain and it's like real wet and they're going to hit a tee shot with their driver 290 in the air and it's going to land in the grass and it's going to plug and it's not going to go anywhere else. And then the next week they could be at a golf course that's super dried out. They have wind at 30 miles an hour at their back. They hit their driver 290 in the air, but the wind carries it an extra 20 yards. The hill that it rolls down carries it another 50. Like they just need to know like where their ball's going to land so that they can judge if it's going to roll into a Creek, if it's going to roll into a sand trap, if it's going to stay where it's at, if it's going to be in a fairway and be fine. Oh shit. Hang on. Jacob. Lib. Did What's you text up? Liberty to bring you a beer? I'm good. How are you? Here. Talk to oh, she's, she's oh yeah. Well, no, I am a good wife, but he definitely texted me to bring him a beer. Oh, okay. I was giving you credit. I mean, I know. You're I, know. Wife, I appreciate but... that. Full disclosure. We're all Look honest that. here. That's funny. That's all. Oh, Look merch. at that. The diamond hedge. That's yeah, I figured, yeah, Jacob on. I might as well bring, you know, hey. the OG back. Cheers, Liberty. Appreciate Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Good to see you guys. Hey, Keep you too. Talking what you're talking about. Well, see you later. <laughs> Gotta go for a run. It's, it's time. Oh, oh shit. The kitty cat. Yeah. Yeah, she's freaking out because I'm talking to other people, but not her. So she's, uh, it's the end of the fucking world for her. Like, I, if I, but so the, the second I, like, I was just going to say, I'm glad you like you have a cat because I've got a cat too, and I like the dude. He's really cool. You know, there's a stigma against dudes having cats. I cats cat. are the shit, dude. Honestly, I, mean, I have two dogs and two cats, and my favorite pet is this cat. Yeah. The, the, the cats get me. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, what's funny about her is now she's down there pitching a fit, but you saw me pick her up. She's like, get the fuck off me. And that's like, you want my full attention when I'm not yeah. focused on you, but the second I'm focused on you and you're like, okay, like I'm still important to you, like peace. I'm That's the here. thing about cats. They're like women. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I agree. You, you pay too much attention to them. They're like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I like the low maintenance. Like, I love my dogs. Don't get me wrong, but like, dogs are so much more high maintenance than cats are. Dogs just need love and attention 365 days a yeah. year. The cat, sometimes I'll go two, three days without interacting with a cat. And then all of a sudden the cat's just like, hey, I'm back. I feel like fucking with you. Like, let's snuggle. Yeah. I'm like, I'm for that. Like, let's do it. You know? I'm down. It's been a while. Or if <laughs> you're pissed and you don't feel like dealing with the cat, like, you can just dump the cat and the cat's just like, all right, man, fuck it. But the dog, like, just stares at you like you're, yeah, exactly. You just, I mean, about dogs being more work, they, they totally are. Cause I mean, when we go out of town, I might be on the road for, you know, three, four days. And if Tiff wants to come, you know, if she's with me, we've got to board those dogs. The cats just leave some food and a good litter box, some water. Yeah, yeah. They're good. They'll figure it out. They will figure it out. So, oh, is there a train? Feel. Is there a train behind you? Yeah. So there is a train that is yes. probably a hundred yards from where we sleep, and it runs all the time. So what do you know? What like do you know what they're transporting? Uh, so there's a big uh, plant that makes solar turbines, uh, the 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 fan, the fins or whatever. So they're like, I mean, a hundred yards long and they're huge. Um, but they transport a lot of those, a lot of coal, just, you know, rail cars. But main, the main thing I see by going by is those, those solar fan turbines or whatever, Man, whatever you call them. How many, many times do y'all talk about trains? How many times do they, uh, do they run by you guys? Uh, during the day, it's probably twice an hour, uh, at night it's, sometimes two sometimes three times an hour i mean it's it's Holy it's an shit. active and now i don't even really hear it but when, I, when we first moved here 
especially living in a, in a fifth wheel, it's like, you can hear everything. Yeah. And so it, it took me, it took me a long time to get used to that sucker running all the time. Um, but I don't really hear it anymore. So. so is that, you guys are just living out of the trailer now? Yeah. So we, um, we sold our house in Nashville and we did really well. You know, the, the market there is just stupid, crazy. Uh, I don't know if it still is, but it, it was at, it at is. one point. Oh, it's bonkers <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's I mean, when we, when we sold our house in Nashville, we were like, you know, we're, we're just going to kind of take a pause, let this market kind of do its thing. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm, I have ever been able to time the market. I know that that's a silly thing to say, but, you know, I, I felt like uh, in our investments that we've made purchasing houses and we've always been at least had a, uh, uh, a sober mind and how you look at it, you know, and the market right now is not somewhere where I want to put my money in as of right now. So we're just kind of taking it, taking it kind of slow and seeing what's going to happen and, you know, seeing where we want to go from here. Music is going to take me, you know, I, I really think, um, especially just having the gig that I do with, with Jake right now, you know, we're on the road a lot and, uh, and I'm hoping that when my stuff comes out, I'm on the road a lot. So a home base is great, but you know, it does kind of hinder you when your bills get so high, it, it, it hinders the ability, the ability to travel. So I'm trying to just kind of keep our means, you know, as, as low as possible and as manageable as possible so I can do what I love. So that's awesome. What's Tiffany up to these days? She got into a great salon down here. You know, I'm a believer. I believe in God and, and I, I can look back at at our lives, uh, both of us, and, and for sure know 100% how everything's played out that, uh, you know, there was a, a bigger plan here. So when we got here, there had been a, the, the salon that Tiffany's in, she's a booth rent stylist, so she's not a commission stylist. Um, and she's always been that way. because She's always ran her own business, which I've always been super proud of her for doing. She's an entrepreneur in, in her own right. And uh, the salon that that she's in now when we moved down here that the chair that had been open for over a year and the the lady that owns the salon knew my mom and knew some family friends and it just worked out perfectly so she's in a great salon and she loves where she's at and she's building her business and i couldn't be prouder of her so that's badass dude that's awesome when things sort of fall in line like that right so everybody's kind of doing what they love doing what's happy and it's it's cool when you don't you know it's okay to have to you know, do some crazy, you know, movement to, to kind of accomplish, you know, what you want. But when it kind of feels like the world's pushing in the right direction and you just, yeah, you know, naturally end up there, I think there's something spiritual to that. So I agree. It feels even better, you know, when you believe it and everything feels right, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of the anxiety out of it. So. Yeah, I agree. Regardless of what you believe, man, you know, whether it's God, math, yeah, Buddha, whatever. whoever, you know, as long as, I think it's important to kind of understand that the world's bigger than, than us, you know, and once you kind of absolutely let yourself go to that, regardless of what your vessel of that belief is, I think that yeah. there's, there's something absolutely. good to that for sure. Yeah. Whatever you believe, uh, believing in something is a whole lot better than just yeah. running through life that, you know, everything's just happens. Damn nihilist, man. Can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not for that. So, <laughs> um, well, do me a favor. I, I, Take as much time as you want. Take as little time as you want. But try to give us a little bit of uh, understanding of you and music. Like ever since I've known you, you've always been into music. And I know you were talking earlier about how you had taken like a maybe a five or six year break from music. 
but take us back, man. Like talk to us about grassroots and then give us a little bit of a history lesson on your journey through music to get to where you're at now. Sure. Well, I started out as a, you know, as a lot of young singers do in church, uh, singing with my mom and, and my grandparents were really active in church. And so I started out, you know, singing gospel music, uh, and gospel and country music have always had a, a thing where they fit together. And, uh, I, I really feel like country music is one of those things that, you know, there's a lot of artists out there that, um, you know, we'll throw a, a gospel hit on a, a record and it's accepted by the country music community. And um, so being brought up in church and singing in church was really big for me. It was getting a little glitchy there for a minute. And I wasn't sure if it was my computer or not. I always think that, dude. I'm so glad you said that every time because I happened on the Morgan one too. Yeah. And I remember just being like, oh, I hope it's not my fucking internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's doing that, Ryan. We should, uh... I'm curious his take on like TikTok and Spotify and all the, you know, the oh. socials and stuff and how oh, that kind of I'm getting there. Well, because like think about it, you know, when we talked about I just listened to the Danny episode the other day and just think about like we talked a lot about like the opportunities just to, you know, anybody, you know, you've mentioned oh I went to Star Search. Well, nowadays you don't have to do that shit, man. You can just upload your shit on the socials and if someone yeah. likes it, they like it. You know, you don't have to go through all those hoops anymore. So I wonder That's if like especially with music, if you can get your music on TikTok and everybody can make videos, like somebody makes a video that gets 10 million views with your fucking sound bit from your fucking music. Like that's how people are popping off in the music industry right now. That's your boy, Gary V right there telling everybody to get on TikTok. Fucking Gary V then. <laughs> Look, bro, you, you're you getting into the big leagues now, dog. Okay. Look, even yeah, Jacob has, has a fucking microphone. He's a professional musician. Of course he has a microphone. <laughs> okay, now I'm back. Jeez. Good, you we were just arguing. Sorry, yeah. as usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do a quick so take us back. You were talking about you got into music, you were singing gospel in church. Your grandparents yep. took you all over the place, right. had you singing at a bunch of different events, and then start back at the beginning with uh the star search after that. So I went to uh my freshman year of high school. I uh I tried out for star search. It actually probably would have been like eighth grade, but um it rolled into the freshman year. But I tried out for Star Search and I made it. Uh, so I got to go to uh, California and, and see uh, Hollywood and all that stuff and, and really see kind of some of the behind the scenes of the music and film industry and how some of that stuff worked. And, uh, but Arsenio Hall was the host and Wynonna Judd was, was one of the judges. Um, and it was, it was really embarrassing because they, uh, they had announced it over. Uh, I went out, uh, we actually went out for two different trips. Uh, we went out the first time and I was thinking I was going to be on the show. I knew there was two contestants, but there were three of us there. So I, from the beginning, something was, I was like, oh, this isn't adding up, you know, but little did I know they always brought an alternate. So in case somebody got sick or something like that happened, but so at school, I, you know, told everybody, they announced it over the intercom and everything. And they're like, you know, watch this Friday night, Jacob's going to be on star search and stuff. And I got chosen as the alternate for that week. So I had to go oh, no. home. I had to go back to school as a freshman. <laughs> and I and dude, here I am, this little freaking 95 pound, you know, redhead. You know, I probably still had braces at the time. You know, it's just like it's so embarrassing. Um, but uh, you know, they called me back for the next week. And so I, I got to go back out. Um, uh, and Star Search was a was a, a crazy thing. 
um, which was a great experience. But after that, man, I got back and I, I started a few bands and I had some bands through high school uh, that I played around with and we got to play some really cool shows. We played at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo and, um, and one of the tents, obviously not on the main stage, but um, you know, so I, I played in bands uh, around here. One of my bands was called Buckshot. That was uh, with some good friends of mine. Um, and then uh, come, I was 19 when I moved to Nashville. So it would have been right after high school. So then moved to Nashville and that whole story, that's a whole nother story I could tell. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of so the progression. Without getting too deep into it, but like you can tell, I mean, I think it's fair to say that you actually were able to sign to a, I mean, you signed to a label when you were here in Nashville, right? It was a, it was a management company as like an artist development type deal. Um, and that was, you know, that experience in itself gave me, you know, that wasn't a good experience. You know, we were, we were completely green and we signed, uh, to a, an individual that represented himself uh, to be more and to be able to offer more than was actually on the table, um, or available to him. Uh, and we were all young and we took the bait and we, you know, uh, it ended up costing us a lot of money and, and, uh, but <clears throat> looking back at that experience, what, the stuff that I'm going through right now, talking to people and negotiating deals and, and being in those types of rooms, I know what to listen for. And I know, you know, kind of what sounds fishy and, and to trust your gut. Um, so that experience was, you know, at the time it was not good, but <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, to be wrong now, discount tire, man. Exactly. Exactly. I know uh, listening to my gut is, is a huge thing. That's one of those huge. invaluable experiences though. You know what I mean? Like it was terrible going through it at the moment, but you can look back at it now and be like, bro, like, Oh yeah. To learn the lessons that I learned, how much, how much more money would that have cost somebody else? You know what I mean? And how much it'll, glad, it'll help me in the future. Yeah. I'm glad you said following your gut. Cause like, that's something for me, I'm a big, like proponent of and I give employees at my company that advice family members like I and I don't know what it is because like you know people's belief systems are their belief systems but yeah. there's something really weird about how accurate like following your gut can be so this is going to be a controversial question but yeah. you're back into music you're You've recorded an EP. You're releasing a single on on this week. Yep. But I want to know, like, you're kind of the opposite of your traditional musician this day and age in 2022 in the fact that your social media presence is not anywhere near what you would expect for someone in your position. So talk me through that. Like, what's your take on social media? Are you yeah. avoiding it? Or are you, is there like a plan in place? What's going on with that? Well, you know, you're right uh and it's um social media has has been one of those things that everybody struggles with and i find that for my just mental health and my mental well-being i can't be consumed by social media and not to say that someone that does have a, a big presence is necessarily consumed by social media a lot of people are running those accounts um but for me man it, it's it's a lot of work it's it, it takes a plan and as of right now, you know, everything's just still pretty fresh and still pretty green. And I haven't, you know, <clears throat> I'm probably shooting myself in the foot, you know, I, I need to be on TikTok and I need to be doing all this stuff. And, you know, but I look at guys like Zach Bryan, you know, that are, that have come out and just done 
just incredible things, you know, Tyler Childers, you know, yeah, their social media accounts are, are great and they're, they're big, but they came from people experiencing their music through like YouTube and little clips and stuff. And I think, I think that's what drives it. When people like your music and really want to be a part of what you're doing, they're going to go follow you. They're going to find you and they're going to be a part of your musical journey. Now getting my face out to people that don't know who I am, that's what social media does very well. Um, and there's so many different ways you can do it. And so I'm just, it's, it's been out of, uh, just a hastiness of how all this has come about in the short amount of time it has. Uh, I haven't had a, a chance to really grow those accounts. Um, but they are imperative to, to getting your stuff out there. So I have a love hate relationship with them. And I, I do try to kind of just stay away as much as I can and focus on one platform, which has been Instagram pretty much. Um, and hoping that, you know, when my music does get it out, that that will drive more people to the, to the page uh, as well. So. Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm with you on the social media stuff, man. I, I just, even for our show, like I've got, I was telling around the other night, I got to do a better job of it because I'm not on any of it because like I try, like I'll do spurts or I'll like pop up with an Instagram and yeah. a month later, it just, it sucks like the life out of me. Like I just, and I'm a, I just think too that like there's just so much unvetted information that's just passing from like one person to the next. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought up the mental health of it because I'm a pretty mentally strong person, but social media is like my kryptonite. Like, I yeah. two weeks on one of those sites, man, I feel like I like have no confidence in myself. I hate myself. Like, I'm, I just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not for it, you know? So, like, I was telling around the other day, like, I'll do like a, one for the page so I can like contribute to that. But I told him I can't Yeah, for my mental health. I can't be about that stuff. I will say, however, though, we talked to another artist, it's a rapper in Nashville. He it was almost like TikTok's almost like the gauntlet now to where like you mentioned star search earlier, you know, back when you were a freshman in high school, like you had to do something crazy, like get on star search to get noticed. Yeah. And nowadays you just upload your fucking song to wherever. And if somebody yeah. likes it, you just signed. Like there was a girl on TikTok who, she did like a mashup with this rapper and her mashup was good. And now all of a sudden she's like on his label and touring with him. Like it happens that quick. You know? It can happen that quick, but I feel like, you know, for, and this, this goes for all different kinds of walks and, you know, for professional athletes or just a regular athlete, yeah. you know, you judge yourself based on what you're seeing. And I, there is a billion other guitar players and singers out there that are better than me. And, you know, watching them, takes away i think i love being able to consume great players and great music but i think the more i look at it sometimes the more the more it makes me compare myself you know to those people and that's just not it's not realistic you know and so yeah. um you know having being able to be confident in what you do uh and balancing some of that social media i mean that's the balance you know i mean you mm -hmm. and, and some people do that really well um but uh I, I think it I think it is kind of sad to an extent because music is so easily consumed and the writers are not getting paid their due share. Um, and that's a broken record. I mean, that can be talked about and has been talked about by, you know, tons of other people. But um, it's a struggle. There's a lot. This is a new way of of getting stuff out there. And, uh, you know, you're not really talking to radio promoters anymore. I mean, you are, but 
really the people you're talking to are people that are promoting your stuff digitally that are getting on on Spotify playlists and Apple music playlists. I mean, that's where people are discovering new music now. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't listen to the radio. I mean, I, I Me either. You know? No, I literally said the exact same thing to the, the guy I mentioned earlier. I bet my last hundred ads on Spotify were something I stumbled upon on like a random TikTok or on a random Spotify yeah. playlist. Like, yeah, it's like the deal with the devil kind of. It's like, hey, like I'm going to put my, your, like if you sign, like, hey, shake my hand and then I'm going to make sure everybody can hear your music, but I'm also going to like berate you yeah. everything you do for the right. rest of your life. Like, so like don't slip up ever because like yeah. 30 years from now, I might decide to ruin your life with it. So like, exactly. just, there's yeah. so much, there's so much to unpack with this conversation. First of all, <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that you brought up mental health because I couldn't agree with you more. Like everybody's different, right? Um, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum right now. Like I'm embracing the TikTok culture and, and using that to try to help promote the podcast. Right. Of course. But I also understand where you're coming from, from your point of view. Um, I also think I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. Right. And so like yeah. one of the things that I love about Joe Rogan is he, his, his phrase that I love more than anything else is post and ghost. So like he very rarely, um, he'll post stuff on like Instagram. Right. Yeah. And I don't even think he has a TikTok account, but he'll post stuff on Instagram. Never will. He'll never go back and read the comments. He doesn't read DMS. He doesn't read comments. He's like, I ain't got time for that shit, man. He goes, yeah. I don't give a fuck. He goes, there might be 30 million people that follow me and 15 million people might say some dumbass bullshit to me that like is going to piss me off. He says, I don't got time for that. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody's opinion of, of me is. I'm going to put it out there. Right. You can you can consume it, but I'm not going to put any of my energy into worrying about what you have to say about it. So that's one of the things I love about it is like for someone like you that feels the way that you do about the mental health aspect of it with that kind of an approach you might be able to, I'm not saying you could, right. But like, you right. might be able to take advantage of the platforms for getting your face out there and do that post and ghost where you put your shit out there and, and you never go back and you never look at it. And then you don't ever have to yeah. worry about what anybody has to say. And right. that's and a great point. The last thing that I got to unpack on this too, is fuck you for saying that there are other people that are better at playing the guitar and singing <laughs> because I've known you for fucking years. And my wife, absolutely loves your fucking music she loves your voice uh -huh. your guitar playing is sick as fuck and your songwriting in my opinion like lyrically is fucking insane dude so like Thank i never you. want to hear the words come out of your mouth that people are better than me because that's fucking <laughs> bullshit man I, ryan's I really been watching a lot of that. gary b lately man so he's on that i'm trying yeah, to like better it. everybody's life kick yeah i like it i like it and i appreciate it man it's like you know that's that's another thing that is just great about having good friends and having people that are in your corner. I mean, there's been so many people that from Tennessee that I worked with at discount tire that are still friends, you know, or just met out there. Caitlin Jensen is one of them, her and Cody, you know, they're still great friends of mine. I still talk to them and they still, the Cuppins out, you know, they're in Arizona yeah. now, you know, they're, they're still great friends and they're still supporting my music. And, you know, for people like you to love what I do means the world to me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And the, and the yep. cool thing, the cool thing about the social media, like a TikTok especially, right? Like you, yep. you don't ever have to really like post a video with your face on there, but right. getting, getting your music on that app yeah, and other people mm -hmm. like Zach and I were talking about this just a minute ago when you were switching stuff, switching stuff around. But like, if you got a 30 second clip of one of your songs on TikTok and like a hundred thousand people, 
make a video yeah. on that and 10,000 of those people get 600,000 views and five of those people get 20 million views, but it's your fucking song on, on that app. Like that does nothing yeah. but help you grow right. your grow musically. You know what I mean? And then you have other platforms too, like people that edit videos for YouTube. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to like download music with copyright issues. You know, this like YouTube is yeah. fucking dude, the copyright issues on YouTube are insane. Right. Yeah. So you got to like sign up for an account on a website like epidemic sound, and then you can download like a full length song from an artist that approved that song to go on that website. But like you could put your songs on that website and people could have right. access to it, but then it just grows your name. So there's a, there's some things that, that you could potentially take advantage of going forward. Yeah. where you can avoid the mental health part of it, right? Where you're just putting sure. your product out there for other people to make popular. Yeah, so I agree with that. Just got, yeah, I want to just kind of piggyback on that too and just sort of play devil's advocate a little bit because I, I agree that the social media thing's probably, because, you know, I've had, I'll, I'll have to embrace it too for the show, right? I, I agree it's something that has to happen. I, I think it's a little more complicated than that, though, respectfully. I think there's an intimacy to it. You know, like, it's very easy to say, oh, post and ghost, like, oh, whatever, who cares? But there's there's a, there's an, in, you know, I'm, I'm a very private person, so I can only speak for myself, you know, like, I don't necessarily want everybody in the world. You know what I mean? I just, there's, I think there's just a lot to the mental health point. I don't think it's just reading comments and negative comments. I think there's a barrier to opening and I guess as a musician, you do that. But you think about these musicians back in the day who like were these fantastic musicians. I can't think of an example. I'll have to post one later when we post a video because I'll have to research this. Otherwise, I look like an idiot. But who like you think, read about the people who like had all this like stage fright. There were these crazy yeah, George, artists. George Jones was, a, was notorious for having stage fright. Right. I mean, you know, so I think I, I definitely think Ryan's right about all of that. And I think those are that's such good advice. I, I think it's more than just a comment. So for me, I, I just there's a there's an intimacy to it that. I think just knowing that you're under constant review 24 seven, 365, I think it's hard and I think it's waning and I think it's wearing and I, it's, it's for me, that's so the much, hardest. It's not only so much for that, of you know, of that point for me, for me, it's more of if I pull up the app to check, you know, if there's a comment or something like that, you know, which you already said he doesn't do, but then I'm going to be stuck in that app forever. And, yeah. Time you know, sink think, too. Never thought of that. It's like, you know, I'm not, I don't have that much self-control when it comes to, to yeah. social media because yeah. it's like, yeah. man, this cat video is hilarious. You know, I, I want to yeah. watch yeah. 9 million more of them, you know? Yeah. I hate no. social media and I spend any time I have to use the restroom for anything. I'm there three times as long because of fucking TikTok. And I've never posted a TikTok before. Dude, my TikTok up until this like show started was at user whatever the fuck for yeah. years like i but i it's the biggest waste of time ever you're absolutely right but when it does come to promoting and like uh, you know to ryan's point it, it's it's second to none i mean you're not you're not spe- you're not spending your money wisely if you're spending it putting a paper ad out you know like, yeah it's just so i'm really know. thankful for ryan because he's it's for us you know i i enjoy this piece of it so much more like having the conversations sure. but everything outside of this journey i like i hate it and not to be a dick i hate it but like ryan is so good at it so i agree man i've been really proud of you ryan like i mean these are the videos that you're doing i mean it's not just a simple video you know you're making cuts you're making edits you're putting you know it's it's really good you're putting work in yeah i agree it looks good and it especially gets better over time like i 
like mm. his videos before were so terrible and now they're so they're getting so good like yeah so it just seeing the growth it's with, like with everything is, is you know? big. yeah exactly yeah. man you know and it's cool to partner with somebody on something that i've me and ryan i joke with him and i tease him all the time about it but um the small amount of success that that we have had um has nothing to do with me showing up having conversations with people with him you know what i mean it all goes into all the hard work he's put off all the scenes and i just i'm not capable of that like it's not something that i have the mental capacity to do it's not something that i just you know it's so i'm thankful that you got, he's you got a good a good teammate so well that's sure. the thing that, that's the thing that i love about the dynamic that the two of us have going on with this whole podcast is like <clears throat> the things like so for instance we did that interview with danny g i i'm a huge movie person i am not a huge music person yeah right so like there was a moment where we were talking to this dude in nashville that's a musician he's an artist he's a rapper and there had to have been 20 minutes where Zach and this kid were talking about fucking music for 20 minutes. And I was the dude that was like the third wheel in the room that was looking around. Like, what are you guys even talking about right now? Like, and, and that's the thing, that like, that's the thing that I love, right. Is that yeah. there are, there are going to be things that we're going to talk about that Zach's going to have more information about. There's going to be things that I have more information about. There's things that, both of us are going to be more passionate about. And that's, I think you need that, right? Like you need that. If Zach and I were both like uber passionate about golf, but we knew nothing about anything else in the world. I kind of feel like it'd be super fucking boring for people to listen to. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all yeah. My lifetime. Out, of, but... Yeah. My lifetime of fucking off and watching shit on the internet all day is really paid off when we meet all these people, you know, <laughs> I can't wait until we talk to Tyrell tomorrow because like the the first thing that we got to talk about is that fucking hit where he just annihilates the late hit, the illegal late (laughs) hit when he's trying to slide. Yeah, no, I'm trust me, dude. This is going to be interesting. I've got to watch this episode for it, man. Oh, dude. Every TikTok Ryan posts ever to promote this whole episode is literally Terrell Adams, a dude on the show tomorrow. Yeah, just eviscerating my favorite football player of all time. It's like every post is Matt Stafford's just trying to take a casual slide for first down. Trell Adams is like, not fucking today, bro. Like, and my man just punishes him for it. Like, well, you'll get to ask him about it tomorrow. I'm going to. I'm going to have Ryan pull the clip up, and I'm going to be like, Ryan, can you pull this clip up? Oh, I'll share my screen. I'm going to share my screen. I'll let him. We'll do like a whole fucking ESPN. Like, talk me through this clip real quick. Talk me through what you were thinking. It's gonna. It's gonna turn into Joe Rogan's podcast. He's gonna be like, Jamie, pull the clip. Yeah. Oh, I love Jamie, dude. Jamie, pull it up again. Pull the hey, clip. Low, low key, I actually, I've messaged Jamie to try to get Jamie on the podcast because he is a massive golf fan and he loves oh, playing really? golf. Yeah. Nice. If you get young Jamie on the show, I will do one of those dancing ass TikToks every what? day for a year. Done. Every day for 365 days. Every I will day? do one of those cheesy ass TikToks if you get young Jamie on the show. Bro, my mission in life is to get Jamie on the show now. That's I'm funny. cool because there's a zero percent chance it would ever happen. Calm down. I'm like I'm like fucking Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber right now. So you're telling me no, there's a chance? Yeah. Thanks. There's an expiration date on that. So like, it, if we get famous and blow up, and then he's on the show five years from now, I'm not gonna fucking do it. But okay, like, but if I can make it happen by the end of this year, let's give it to the deadline. Will be December 31st, 2022. Fair. I'll do a TikTok every day for 365 days if you get that full on our show. 
bad. That's perfect timing because then January 1st of 2023, we can start that rolling. You can start fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah. Jacob, you don't realize how much I hate the idea of posing in TikTok. Like that was a big, that was a big, like, I think I got it. Like, no, I think I do understand. It was the only <laughs> stipulation that Zach had coming on board with doing this podcast. He literally said, I will do the podcast. The only thing that would make me not do this is if you forced me to make a fucking TikTok with you. Uh, and here you are. Y'all are still yeah. doing it. Yeah. Just, uh, just get ready, brother. Get your camera. It's very on. fun. I will tell you, it's one of the most fun things I've ever done just having conversations you know even like you dude you and i have gotten fucked up and talked about the same shit but it's just it's kind of different doing it this way right like it's especially when you get to meet new people you know um it's 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 really cool to spend a couple hours after we're talking to interesting people man it's it's a good time for yeah. sure i'm glad you guys had me on man i've enjoyed talking to you guys so Tyrell Adams, the linebacker for the Jaguars that we're interviewing tomorrow, he like his whole team invited us to go to play in his celebrity golf tournament that he's hosting in January in Ju- no June 27th. Yeah. So June 27th, we're going to uh, Atlanta. If you if you want to fly down there, June 27th wanna... <laughs> on a Monday, it's on a Monday. <laughs> um, we need two more people you, to play. You didn't know you're talking to a couple of celebs, did you? I think I'll be on the road with Flatland Cavalry at that time. <laughs> okay, there you go. We might be. I think we're going to be in Georgia, though, dude. Yeah. You're going to be rubbing elbows with the right people. I mean, right. That's it. It the music industry is is like this, and I know there's a lot of under other industries that are like this too. But it's who you know, man. I mean, like who you know at some point is going to is going to be how you get to the next level. You know, meeting yeah. the right Agreed. person um and there's nothing wrong with that you know it's it's it sounds hokey but it's it's really just you know being in the right place the right time meeting the right people that puts things on a different level so i hope yeah the ability to network is oh yeah yeah networking just in general is such a big deal it's killer because if you have that guy's phone number or that girl's phone number right you know that you met in an event that does something that you know whoever it is social media or whatever you can pick up the phone later and call them yeah yeah so well so Zach and so I good at that too. Ryan will just anytime me and Ryan go do anything, like if anybody gets in his eye view, they're like, hey, you know what helps a podcast? Like yeah. here, here it is. Like you and for me, I like way. it's not even on my radar. I'm just trying to eat my burger. You know what I mean? But Ryan's oh, just like, hey, does Bar anybody Louis. give a fuck that I have a podcast? And if one person in the back is like I do, and he's like sick, I'm gonna tell the whole restaurant anyways. Yeah. No, like Zach and I were having a beer at Bar Louie the other day. And there was this table, literally of, like, like a planning beer about the show. We were having yeah. a beer, like there was a table sitting next to us of like four ladies. And I just leaned over and I was like, Hey, are any of you ladies moms by any chance? And they were like, yeah, we all have kids. And I was like, Hey, how would you feel about like a charitable organization that did this? And I like explained the mission of our charity. And they're like, that's fucking fantastic. Like I would absolutely support that. And I was like, cool. Cause like we're on the board of directors. Like we founded one. And they're like, are you serious? And this lady legit gave us like one of the best fucking ideas best suggestions. Neither, yeah. neither one of us would have ever thought about to like try to help get donations from people and we were like and if i'd have never said that shit to those people like we had never fucking know it's, it's true. true it's true man it's true i don't i don't have that in me like i wish i did me I, same I'm way too self-conscious i'm like what if they don't like same. me what if they talk shit it's like you're never going to see him again and you might get a good yeah idea. <laughs> yeah yeah for me it's it's yeah I, it's not even like like that for me it's that i i doesn't even like register to me to do it like i dude i could literally drive to like a bar and be like i'm gonna walk in this bar 
And the only thing I'm going to do is tell everybody about the show the whole time I'm there. And something will happen to me where I'll get there and I'll just fucking forget. And before now, I'm just having beers and like, oh shit, like I guess I'm going home. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> I, I come here like, for. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Um, I hate to be this guy though, but I'm. I got five minutes. So is there anything we wanted to get Ryan before we wrap this up? Well, I just wanted, I was going to switch it. And I was going to say, Jacob, like I was going to give Jacob an opportunity. Tell us about what your future plans are with music. Like how can people um, go, go with this, do future plans with music. That way, if you say something, Zach wants to chime in, he can, but then if Zach's got to get off, then you and I can kind of talk about like other shit. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, Future plans. You know, I mean, obviously I'm really excited about the the EP that's coming out. Um, I've got some really cool stuff as far as, songwriting goes on the horizon um so there's some really cool stuff you guys should watch out for um but i'm hoping to get i'm hoping that the future looks like me eventually getting on the road with my own band and touring this you know this ep and getting my name out there and continuing to write songs with people i've gotten the opportunity to write with some really cool people here lately um and uh so i'm really going to hone in on the songwriter side of my craft and try to get better at that um and just see where this all goes. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but I really don't have a whole lot of expectations for this. You know, I'm just kind of trying to s- let it happen naturally and organically and how it, however that looks, you know, of course I'm going to do my, my hard work and my due diligence and everything, but I'm just excited for the future. I want to see what it looks like. Just play music for a living, you know? So. I love that. Cause that's kind of like what we're doing with the podcast, right? It's like, we're just doing this for fun and like letting it yeah. take us where it takes us. Um, right. So that's, that's fucking awesome. Tell us about the Kenny store, man. Like, yeah. So the, the Kenny store is my parents' place. Uh, it's a live music venue. It's in Kenny, Texas. It's in between Houston and Austin. Um, and they, they book great acts and it's a great little joint and, uh, they're, they've had it for nine years now. So they're, they're chugging right along and y'all check out it's the Kenny store.com K E N N E Y, uh, store.com. And you see all the concerts they're doing there and, if you show up to a concert then I'll be here most of the time, but, uh, unless I'm out playing, but, uh, and my stuff is Jacob Boyd music.net. Um, and you can find me on Spotify and that kind of stuff after Friday. Uh, but Instagram and everything is Jacob Boyd, B O Y D and Facebook. So yeah, that's how you can find me. Keep, keep in touch, keep, keep track of what I'm doing. So that's awesome. Zach, congrats, you got anything no, man, just congrats on the single dude. And again, thanks man. I'm a big fan of yours just as a human being. Your ability to accomplish things is mind-blowing to me. It's something I definitely envy and look up to. So I'm a big fan of yours just in general. And um, I'm excited to – yeah, man, I'm excited to um, hear the songs. And then um, I travel out that way for work a lot, so you Mm -hmm. might actually see me at uh, the place one time. So I'd love to. Cool. Yeah, it's good talking to you, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks, gentlemen. Absolutely. Dude, I know Liberty and I like miss you guys so much, man. Like, likewise, brother. Likewise. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you, dude. I think, I think, with again, not getting into it, right? But like, with all the shit that you guys were involved in or dealing with when you were here in Tennessee, I think moving back to Texas and and you and Tiffany being able to just be you and Tiffany, I think that's been yep. a really it's good thing good. for the two of you guys. So yeah, it's been. Good. I'm super excited for you. Thanks, brother. You know, just uh, just a little bit of a reset was good. You know, I'm, I've always been kind of one of those people that 
you know, change scares me and I don't like it. But when it happens, sometimes I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was good. You know, after settling into it for settling into it for a minute, it, you know, it's good to get some different perspective and a different change of scenery is always, is, especially as a songwriter, change of scenery and new perspective is key to writing songs, you know? Yeah. So um, this has given me a lot of ammunition and a lot of subject matter and stuff. So that's been really good. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you this, man. And then if you want to get off, that's fine. But not that you need any motivating words from me, but one of the things I believe in a couple different things. Number one perspective is like my favorite word in the English language, because our perspective on any situation in our lives can drastically change the result. Right. Yeah. If you look at it from a, a good perspective, it's going to be good. If you look at it from a negative perspective, it's going to probably end up being shitty. Right. Yeah. The other thing is fear. I think the whole reason that people fear things is because they don't know what the outcome is going to be. And usually they don't know what the outcome is going to be because they've never done it before. Right. Sure. So for like you, I will tell you this, <clears throat> anytime that you see yourself in the future, going into a situation where you're unconfident, where you don't feel comfortable, where you have a little bit of anxiety or fear going into that or worry of what's going to happen next. I want you to remind yourself of all of the things that you have accomplished in your life to this point and how everything that you've accomplished to this point has been the result of you trying something and reacting to it and you working at it and it coming out with a good, a good result. Yeah result. You know what I mean? So like the one, like what Zach was talking about earlier, that's one of the things that I love about you so much is you have the ability to come out on top in almost any situation that you end up in. And I think that's admirable. And I think sometimes it's hard to see that for, for ourselves. And so somebody, somebody kind of telling you like, bro, don't be afraid of anything, man. Like get after it. You know, I need that, you know, I mean, I think everybody does need encouragement. You know, yeah. So. Well, I miss you guys. We love I you miss guys. miss you too, brother. I love you, man. And, uh, and thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I wish you guys nothing but the best for the future. You're a great interviewer. And so is Zach. Like, you can talk and keep a conversation going. And, and um, you know, that's, 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 a, that's a skill. And that's, a, that's something that you're really good at. So I appreciate you having me on. And I, I, I know you guys are going to do big things. So, thanks man i appreciate it you. you are always more than welcome to come on here anytime that you want dude when you, i might you know when you whenever. get your big ass record deal and yeah. you're a big fucking deal and you want to like announce some top secret shit like come on our podcast first you have you have my word i will do it so <laughs> all right brother take it easy tell liberty i said bye good to see y'all i will tell tiffany the same i will man see you bye